today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. When you see people in light of eternity, it changes the whole complexion of everything. When you look at the Philemons and the Onesimuses in life, those people who have wronged you or done something against you, or even said something against you, when you take it out of the arena of the temporal and place it where it belongs in the arena of the eternal, it changes everything. When you've been hurt or wronged by someone, it can be difficult to see them with an eternal view. As you listen to Pastor J.D. today, he will encourage you to look at others with a heavenly perspective and not a temporal view. You must see them as either saved or unsaved, and if you do, it will change everything. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in Philemon chapter 3 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. All right, let's get into the Word. Philemon, verses 15 through 25. Lord willing, we're going to actually finish this. The Apostle Paul is writing to Philemon and says by the Holy Spirit, verse 15, Perhaps the reason he, speaking of Onesimus, was separated from you for a little while was that you might have him back forever. No longer, verse 16, as a slave, but better than a slave, as a dear brother. He is very dear to me, but even dearer to you, both as a fellow man and as a brother in the Lord. So, verse 17, if you consider me a partner, welcome him as you would welcome me. If he has done you any wrong or owes you anything, charge it to me. I, Paul, am writing this with my own hand. I will pay it back, not to mention that you owe me your very self. That's not what you think. (laughs) We'll talk about this. I do wish, verse 20, brother, that I may have some benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. Confident of your obedience, I write to you knowing that you will do even more than I ask. And, verse 22, one last thing. (laughs) That's where I got it. And one thing more. Prepare a guest room for me, because I hope to be restored to you in answer to your prayers. Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, sends you greetings. And so do Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, and Luke, my fellow workers. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. So I want to talk with you today about some of the reasons that God may allow adversity in our lives, especially during those times when 
it just doesn't seem to make any sense. Such is the case in the text before us today where Paul writes to Philemon about Onesimus and in so doing provides answers to this why question. For you see, Philemon is really struggling. This is a really serious matter. And Paul knows it. And Paul is dealing with it in a very godly way, in a very loving way, and he's seeking to restore this runaway slave who, as we just read, apparently stole something from his master Philemon before he did. So it becomes abundantly clear that Philemon is really struggling with this Onesimus, who was his slave, and now he's just learning by way of this letter that what used to be a slave has now become a brother in Christ, because Paul led him to Christ. And that's a game changer, and that changes the whole complexion now of this relationship. So what we're going to see here are, I believe, reasons as to why it is that God may deem it fit to allow difficult circumstances into our lives, those circumstances that are puzzling and make absolutely no sense to us at all. The first one is found in verses 15 and 16, and it's that it may be that God has something infinitely better in mind. It seems as though Paul is discerning Philemon's objections in advance concerning the injustice of Onesimus, who has defrauded him. And by the way, keep in mind that for a slave to run away from his master was a crime punishable by death. So truly, this is unjust as far as Philemon is concerned. But I want to draw your attention to verse 15. This is interesting, because Paul says, perhaps the reason. Why why would he say that? Because he already knows what Philemon is thinking. What is the reason for this? Why did God allow this? So Paul says, perhaps one of the reasons for this is, as he goes on to explain, which to me is an indication that Philemon is really struggling with what Onesimus did to him and against him in defrauding him. In other words, Paul is seeking to answer Philemon's why question saying that perhaps the reason why God allowed all of this to happen, Philemon, is because God has something infinitely better in mind. Doubtless you are familiar with and know well that passage in Isaiah that says that God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts, not our thoughts, which is very comforting, by the way, if you think about it, because God doesn't think the way we think. How scary would that be if God 
<laughs> the way God thinks was the way we think. No. God's thoughts are too high for our understanding. And God's ways are not our ways. The way that God does what He does is so infinitely higher than anything we could ever imagine. I really don't know if it's possible to overstate the importance of what Paul is saying here in answering, anticipating this question as to why. (laughs) What are the reasons for all of this happening? Here's what I'm thinking. Paul is reminding Philemon that God's ways are eternal. The problem? Our ways are temporal. We think in the temporal. Here's a thought. I wonder if Philemon was thinking short term in the temporal, how do I get my slave back? I need him back. He's got work to do. and He's got to make it right. And he stole from me and he has to make restoration. Well, that's very temporal thinking, isn't it? And Paul's, in a sense, calling him on it and checking him, saying, Philemon, think about it this way. God's way was to have him do this because God's ways are eternal. Now, think eternally concerning this man, who's now your brother in Christ. Which is why it is, I believe, that Paul says to him, you're going to get him back. But now that he's a brother in Christ, he's going to be with you forever in heaven. What a novel idea. I never thought of it like that. And we don't think of it like that, do we? We only think about the here and now. We don't think about how things are going to play out in light of eternity. And this is what Paul is saying here. If you really think about it, the ultimate end for all of us in this life should be that of wanting to take as many people with us to heaven for eternal life. I know we've talked about this before. I hope you don't tire of me talking about it, but I think we need to talk about it just real quick before we move on. When you see people in light of eternity, it changes the whole complexion of everything. When you look at the Philemons and the Onesimuses in life, those people who have wronged you or done something against you, or even said something against you, when you take it out of the arena of the temporal and place it where it belongs in the arena of the eternal, it changes everything. It changes everything. You know, when I think about how divided we are, especially in this country, but it's really global, by the way, and it's getting worse. I think you know that. So everything is orchestrated to get us to get angry at our perceived enemy who does not see things how we see them. So they're the enemy. They do not share my political persuasion. So they're the enemy. 
And then whenever I see them, especially on TV, shut the TV off actually, (laughs) I look at them with a disdain. Do you know why? I'll speak for myself here, okay? Lest any of you be convicted. I know you're more spiritual than I am, so you don't do this. But I look at them in that way with such disdain, because I'm only thinking in the temporal, in the here and the now. And here comes Paul. J.D., what are you doing? Why don't you think about it in the light of eternity? What if they need Jesus, and they do? What if they get saved and pray that they do? You're going to see Him in heaven. I am? (laughs) Oh wow, that kind of changes everything, doesn't it? And rightfully so. Because see, if I look at people, and this is what I, again speaking for myself, struggle with, is that we've labeled people left or right, Republican or Democrat, black or white. And what you've done is you've created now this chasm and you've dehumanized them. And so no longer are you looking at them eternally. How about look at them like this, saved or lost? How about that? That's thinking in the eternal, and that's the heart of God. One more thing, since Paul uh, said that to Philemon, I'm going to really milk that cow for uh, today's teaching. One more thing on this before we move on. I want you to think this through with me. Isn't it true that we look at people in the temporal and we see them as the enemy because they don't agree with us. And we get angry. We can't can't even look at them, let alone hear them. Can you believe they said that? They tweeted that? Let's make it more personal. They posted that about me? They replied to my post? I'm going to block them. I have a better idea. That's so here and now in the temporal. Why don't you instead pray for them? Isn't that what Jesus said? Pray for your enemies. Those who despitefully use you, speak evil against you, and post on social media stink about you. Do you know why? (laughs) Because it will change you. I mean, just try this at home. You know how they say, don't try this at home. No, try this at home. Go home today, and already somebody's come to mind, just as I'm mentioning this, and you're going like, oh, okay, I'll pray for him. <laughs> now it may not, not start off very smooth at first, you know, it's going to be kind of rough, but you're, you know, I mean, you're going to be gritting your teeth and trying to pray that God will bless him, but deep down inside, it's like God doesn't know your heart. Deep down inside you're like, you know, God bless him, don't really bless him. And then God blesses them. How about this? 
then God saves them. Are you going to be like Jonah? Do you know how angry Jonah got when the Ninevites repented and got saved? <laughs> In fact, if you, when you read Jonah, he didn't even preach any gospel. There was no good news. You know what his message was? God is going to torture you, and I can't wait. So, no, basically that's a very loose paraphrase, obviously, but in 40 days he's going to torture you, and I'm going to go over here, and I'm going to wait, and I'm going to watch, and I'm going to have a front row seat, and I can't wait. Well, things didn't kind of work out that way. They ended up repenting and getting saved. And what do we find with Jonah? He's like, you can't save them. I just did. I just did. Wait, why? Because I love them. You do? Yeah, you ready for this? Wait for it. I love them as much as I love you. about that? Where do we get off on fancying ourselves as having more favor in the eyes of the Lord now that we're saved sinners? What, do we, you know, reach a new level? You know, so, I mean, God, God can't love them. Now, me, that's different. I'm already in, you know, me and God were like this, and but not them. Well, last time I checked, Jesus died on the cross for them too. And here's another thing, one, one more thing, <laughs> before we move to the second one. People thought that about you before you got saved. I'm just going to let the Holy Spirit take that one and do its much needed work in your heart. The second reason is that this adversity may be that it's for the benefit of someone else. This trial you're going through, and you're going through it, man. Maybe it's not for you, but for the benefit of someone else. This is in verses 17 through 21. Here, Paul is basically doing what Christ has done for all of us, right? By paying a debt he did not owe for one Onesimus who owed a debt he could not pay. Charge it to my account, I'll pay the price in full. Put it on my account. That's what he's saying. Is that not what Jesus says to every single one of us? They owe a debt, the sin debt, I'll pay for it. Put it on me, I'll pay for it. That's what he's saying. And he even takes it further reminding Philemon that he himself had his account credited when Paul's account was debited for him. Never imagine that, because it doesn't fit with the letter, which is just so loving. you got to know from this letter that Paul loved Philemon so much, so, and vice versa, the feelings were mutual. So never imagine... Paul saying, you know, it's your decision on this whole Onesimus thing. Uh, I just want you to consider a couple things. 
I know he stole from you. I'll pay for it. You put it on my account. And oh, by the way, you owe me your life. But, but other than that, that's not what he's saying. He's just reminding him that he was on the receiving end of forgiveness the way that now Onesimus needs to be on the receiving end of forgiveness. Forgiveness of debt. Forgiveness of the sin debt. In other words, Philemon owed Paul a debt of gratitude, as it were, by virtue of how Paul is the one who led Philemon to Christ. And all Paul is doing is lovingly reminding him of what he did for him. When Paul writes to the Romans in chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, he says, Blessed are those whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord will never count against them. In other words, it's credited to your account and the account of the Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ is debited on your behalf. Stay with me because there's something here I want us to spend just a little bit of time on. I would humbly suggest that perhaps, I want to use that word perhaps like Paul used it, perhaps one of the reasons as to why what's happening in your life is happening in your life is that it may not be about you. I know that's shocking. I don't wish to in any way sound snarky. Rather, I only wish to propose that your perplexing and even perilous circumstances may be for the benefit of someone else, and not you, chiefly. Because there are people watching how you're handling that adversity in your life. They're watching you very closely. You're a living epistle, the Apostle Paul would say. You're a living letter that people read. They read the letter of your life, and they want to see how it's going to read. Oh, you've got this chapter in your life. It's a pretty rough chapter, going through a really serious situation. Maybe they want to see modeled for them a godly response in a serious situation like that. Have you ever considered that the trial in your life may be because God wants to use it in the life of someone else? You've been listening to another edition of In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to study the Word of God. Pastor J.D. has been teaching through the book of Philemon. This book is a personal letter from the Apostle Paul to a man named Philemon. The meat of the message is related to Philemon's slave running away and how Paul encouraged Philemon to forgive his slave who had come to know Christ. This idea of forgiveness isn't new, but it's not always easy to do when you feel you've been wronged. Forgiveness is truly an act of God in your heart. Are you wrestling with forgiving someone for a wrong they've done to you? If so, this book may be a helpful reminder that God calls us to forgive just as He's forgiven us. 
If you'd like to hear this message again, head over to our website, calvarychapelkaneohe.com. While you're on our website, you can access more of Pastor J.D.'s teachings like you heard today, including his weekly prophecy updates. There are many topics covered that might be of interest to you. Again, our website is calvarychapelkaneohe.com. If you're interested in listening to these messages on the go, search for In Spirit and Truth in the iTunes Store. You can also watch the Aloha Bible Prophecy Update at jdfarag.com. We're nearing the end of our time with you today, but we're glad you listened in. These messages are interesting and insightful, and it's something to look forward to. We hope you'll join us next time as Pastor J.D. will teach through God's Word, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, right here on In Spirit and Truth.